another edition of my Rants and Raves video cast. Actually, it's the first one of the year. It's exciting to bring the first one of the year to, to bring big, giant news uh, on the front of the professional and commercial AV markets. Uh, first off, I want to welcome uh, Sam Taylor. Sam, how are you doing uh, this brand new year? Doing well. How about yourself, Gary? I'm doing well. We have a We have a guest on here that I know you want to introduce, but I think the first thing to talk about is why are you on my very first video cast uh, of the year in 2023? Well, it's uh, I'm going to announce that uh, this year I'm going to be retiring effective uh, June 30th. So and yet, uh, it's kind of shocking to me because you've been such a big part of the industry for such a long time. And I imagine finding a replacement for Sam Taylor's was a very, very tough job, but I think you want to make an announcement with our guest here as to who's taking that job. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pleased to introduce Dan Smith, uh, who's formerly with uh, LG uh, and uh, will be joining us uh, uh, January 17th. Uh, great guy, well-known, well-respected in the industry. Uh, I've known Dan probably for 20 years and, uh, uh, and he is just, has a great broad base of experience, worked for three pro AV manufacturers, um, uh, one large uh, distributor where he ha basically helped start a pro AV division there and uh, one large reseller. So he really knows the channel through and through and uh, loves the channel like I do. So I think he's gonna be great in, in uh, filling my shoes. Well, Dan, congratulations on the uh on the appointment. Uh, I know you must be excited. This has got to be one of the best jobs in the industry. Yeah, I am. Uh, was he looked forward to the potential here? It, it, it's very exciting for me. So I appreciate the opportunity. So um, tell me, uh, Dan, um, you know, do you think there's going to be a lot of sort of transition in this role or, or not? Because as, as Sam said, you've got a tremendous amount of experience. I mean, you've played in all the areas of the market, right? You, you're coming from a manufacturer that is one of the most popular manufacturers in the industry. You've obviously worked in distribution. You've been an integrator. You, you, you helped start the pro AV division of the, of the uh, distributor. In fact, you, you, you've got, you're probably the best well-rounded person for this role. Um, I mean, what do you think the transition is going to be like, or what are you hoping for? Well, I think as we went through the discussion about the potential of us working together, I think we found that uh, I, hopefully transitioning from Sam to myself, there would be very little transition, right? The goal is to take a already successful business and make sure our goal number one throughout our entire discussion was continuity. We don't want to shake things up. We don't want to change things. But at the same time, this market is changing so fast um, I'm going to be blessed to have six months of overlap with Sam so we can look at the continually changing environment of the industry to make sure that we're also changing Almo, Exertus Almo to line up with what the future is going to be. And that's one of the biggest challenges in this role is constantly predicting the future. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the toughest role that any of us have. Uh, as I'm in the middle of writing my crystal ball article, uh, which will come out here in a, in a few weeks. 
Um, Sam, he, he said he's going to have six months uh, transition periods. I'm, I'm guessing that you're going to step down sometime this summer. Yeah, June 30th, I think will be it. I've, uh, it's, I was actually going to retire about a year and a half ago and uh, uh, Warren and Gene Chaikin came to me, as you know, Gary, and said, hey, uh, we're going to sell the company and uh, we'd like you to stay an extra year at least to help uh, integrate uh, the Stampede business into the Almo business. And uh, that's how we got Exertus Almo. And uh, that helped me achieve my last business goal that I had. And that was to, uh, back in uh, the year 2000, uh, you know me, I'm a goal-oriented person yeah. coming from a swimming background. But I had a goal to uh, grow my company to uh, a billion dollars. And uh a year and a half ago, I didn't think I was going to make it, but I was ready to uh, retire and uh, and move on to my next chapter. But this this gave me the opportunity. And, and last year, this this year at the at the end of twenty twenty two, we've fully integrated uh, the businesses together. It's humming along fine, and we should finish our fiscal year right around the one billion dollar mark. So uh, it's it's time to move on to my uh, next chapter. We'll talk about your next chapter in just a second, but what, I mean, a $1 billion organization and uh, distribution is amazing. It's interesting how, um, Dan, in your business lifetime here in the industry, certainly in mine, we've seen this cycle, you know, where we had distributors very, very popular. People, a lot of integrators kind of went away from distributors for a little while. Uh, and I think part of it was availability of products. You know, it, it was a time where, where manufacturers were a little bit more picky on who they were selling to. And then they then they sold to everyone. Then they realized that wasn't a good strategy <laughs> financially. And then distributors kind of in the last, I mean, I think I think when Sam helped, um, you know, or came into Almo and created, uh, you know, Almo Pro EV, I think that was like the, you could point to that moment as sort of being the, the golden age, the second golden age of distribution in our market. It kind of started again, don't you think? Yeah, but, I mean, if you go back to the reason for distribution, uh, their their role, primary role, is to make a market. And if you look at the number of manufacturers, you look at the number of resellers. There's no way any manufacturer can reach every reseller out there that could potentially represent their product. So what distributors do is they create a marketplace for the resellers, the manufacturers to get together to look at entire catalogs, to look at entire solutions, to look at the ever-changing technology. You know, Gary, I think all three of us can reminisce about, it's probably only about eight, 10 years ago, when uh, the displays had a few analog inputs and that was kind of the display, right? Yeah. Even the display now is so sophisticated and there's so many options, you know, with SOC options, but then you've got to add in the OLED, then you got to add in LED. Now you've got to add in all the different media processing, all the different video processing for uh, video walls. You start looking at what's happened with technology, even on our personal lives. When you go to buy something, you used to have one or two choices. Now you've got 50 choices. So yeah. really the role of distribution is to be able to, to match together the resellers, the end users, which are synonymous, right? Trying to make made up with the right product for their solution, get that optimal design. So in terms of making markets, I think Exertus Almo is one of the best at what they do. Well, you know, it's interesting distributors, especially in the last uh, couple of years, it's set, I would say definitely in the last 12 months have made a huge difference and keeping integrators alive in a lot of ways, because there have been projects where companies have not been able to ship a, a particular component. 
And that's the best place to go because a distributor can tell you not only what's available, but how quickly it's available and when it won't be available again, because you have these relationships with manufacturers that are deeply uh, personal because you, you, you know, you're supplying at a much bigger scale and you're also working on bigger, you're also aware of bigger projects. And there's a lot of services. That, this is one question I have for you, Dan, is, is the, the, you know, the role of the distributor has changed quite a bit. Uh, Sam and his organization have brought in a lot of services in the organization. And that's a lot harder to manage, I think, than products. No offense to the, you as a manufacturer. I think products are difficult to manage anyway. But, but, but I think that managing services is even more difficult. You're talking about predicting the future. That's a moving target in a lot of ways. How do you feel about um, you know, uh, kind of being part of that developing segment? Because I know that's been a big mantra for Sam's in the last half a dozen years. Yeah, well, I can tell you in the past, recent past, just representing one manufacturer, I couldn't even keep track of all of our products, all of our features, all of our functions. And all of that's required knowledge if you're going to design, quote, install, and support it. So I talked about making markets, but another way to phrase it is market enablement. The market won't function without the information, the availability of the information, the support of the information. Uh, and then you need things that are just extremely practical and we've seen are critical, things like credit lines and logistics. We've seen yeah. that the past couple of years have reminded us that nothing happens, regardless if you get all the, you know, those, the technical parts, right? If you don't get credit and logistics correct, then everything else fails too. So I think that market enablement message will probably continue to resonate uh, throughout all of our discussion. And, and you're coming from a, a brand that has pretty much every kind of display technology. So I think that allows you to get, you know, hit the ground running. Uh, and there's a lot of other products that are in support of that. You mentioned like the displays in the early days just had a couple of analog inputs. Now, not only do they have digital inputs, but they have network connectivity and soon AV over IP inputs. So I think it is, we're in this flux of, of kind of a, an interesting time to be in the market. You're, you're, you're taking this role, I think, in almost the best time, uh, both for the company and, and for the industry. So congratulations uh, for this role. And, uh, and Sam, um, you know, what are you going to do? What is your next day? What are you going to do? You're saying you're retiring, but I just can't, you know, knowing you now for 20, plus, 20 plus years, I can't imagine Sam Taylor retiring. So what are you really going to do? Well, I'm going to go back to another love of my life, which is swimming. And uh, uh, here in Kentucky, Gary, there's a, a historically black college, Kentucky State University, uh, whose pool has been in disrepair for uh, over two years. So I'm going to help uh, raise funds, uh, spearhead a project to get the pool back functional and then start a swimming program at, at, at KSU for the students. And then also we're going to involve the local YMCA here and have swim lessons for young kids too because there's uh, especially uh, aimed for minorities uh, you know there's uh, people of color are 50% more likely to drown and it's not yeah. it's just because they don't get access to pools and swimming and, and, and children they're 10 times more likely to drown so I want to get this pool back functional here and uh, and uh, teach some people how to swim and uh and eventually maybe start a swim team as, as time goes on, if interest is there. Well, I'm not surprised that that's going to be your uh, your next role because I know the passion that you have. Both of us, actually, that's how we met uh, professionally in the industry is the connection to swimming. And Dan, I understand that that you can swim a little bit too. <laughs> you do swim uh, regularly. <laughs> yeah, I spent a, I spent, a few, spent a few years in the pool, yes. 
<laughs> well, there you go. Um, was was that part of the job requirement? Was that on the uh, was that on the the, the requirements, uh, Sam? <laughs> that you have to be a swimmer or what? Um, uh, not really. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we all feel like we're swimming upstream against the changes all the time, huh? It does. It does feel like that. It's interesting as I'm riding my crystal ball for 2023. This is the hardest one I've ever had to do because you know I have a lot of research and a lot of data that's coming from from all the relationships I have. But this is going to be a year that's going to be tough to predict. And uh, so I think in a lot of ways, you're coming into a role that's perfect for you, Dan, but also, uh, and, and I think there's going to be a lot of people looking at you for some leadership um, to, to, to kind of navigate these waters, as you said, because they are flowing upstream sideways too. So it's going to be an interesting yeah, I, I year. Think, I think historically pre-pandemic, we put a lot of weight on being able to accurately predict the future and have a forecast and be right with that forecast. I think over the past couple of years, we've learned not to rely as much on being accurate in prediction, but being flexible and adaptable right? Because no one knows what's going to happen in 23. However, we have learned how to adapt in all of our businesses. So I think we're going to rely on those skills more than accurate forecasting and predictions. Yeah, that's actually really well said. Great way to end this video cast. And it's a great piece of advice for all of you watching is to try to be, uh, instead of pivoting, be flexible, be, uh, you know, sort of always uh, aware of what's going on and be able to move fluidly rather than having to pivot. I think the pivot is what has hurt some of the brands in our in our industry. And I think being fluid, as you just said, uh, Dan, is a better piece of advice. Um, so thank you very much for doing this uh, video cast, this being the first place you're making this announcement officially. Um, Sam, I know that we will see you and Dan together at a number of shows. And I know that you're going to kind of uh, coach this process through and through the middle of the summer and then uh, and then go on to swimming. But I want to on behalf of the industry and on behalf of all of us in media in the industry, I want to thank you for all that you've done uh, for the industry. I'm sure we'll have a chance to talk between now and then, but at the same time, uh, it's worth saying that, you know, you have been a pioneer in the industry from way back. And I, I know the industry has appreciated well, all that you've done. Well, thank you, Gary. I appreciate your kind words. And I would be remiss if I didn't thank Warren and Gene Chaikin for believing in me. And 14 years ago, when I walked into their boardroom with a business plan and, um, they and asked them to hire 25 people without <laughs> any, without any customers, any inventory, or any vendors, and and they did. So, uh, like I said, uh, we wouldn't all be here today if it hadn't been for for them believing in in the, my vision for for Almo. Yeah, and and you did build something that was incredible for them, and obviously, uh, it's uh, it's a great opportunity for Exertus and Exertus Almo and everyone there. Um, to, uh, to, to, to sort of like move in the future. And Dan, I think you're going to be a great captain of the ship. Uh, congratulations. I know this is going to be a tough loss for LG because you've done an amazing job. I mean, you and I've done a number of uh, booth tours. Your knowledge base and your, your personality is going to be really missed. Um, but I, I know also that Almo, uh, Exertus Almo also supports LG in lots of different ways. So I think that, that you know, they couldn't have hoped for you to go to a better place, I think. So uh, congratulations on your role. I'm sure we'll be talking a lot uh, over the next uh, few months too, uh, but I want to thank you for coming on here this morning and uh, and talking about this, Dan. So that thank was a, appreciate that, it. Yeah, thank you. And uh, gentlemen, I want to thank both of you for uh, for getting together and doing this. Uh, I want to thank the industry for watching this, and of course, you can go see all of our video casts and podcasts by just going to raypub.com. And of course, we've got ISE coming up in just a few weeks, um, so we'll see a lot of you there at ISE and. 
the trade show circuit starts for 2023. And if you want to watch all of our uh, videos and want to see all of our news at any moment in time, just go to ratepubs.com. And don't forget about our TV, our live TV show every Wednesday at noon. Every Wednesday at noon, the industry's only live TV show happens every single Wednesday. So come join us for Rave TV. Have a great day. Rave Radio. With rants and raves, you'll be okay. And today is your lucky day. It is rants and raves with Gary.